Hi, welcome everybody. Welcome back to Foreign Connect podcast. Today we have a special guest, Aman. Uh, welcome to our show, Aman, today. So, Aman, can you please describe me what you do uh, with everything going on with you right now?、Uh, yeah, sure. So, I run an executive education company. Okay.、Um, I basically help non technical. Founders, executives, and entrepreneurs. Yeah.、Uh, how to be more technically fluent.、Mm. And when I say technically fluent, technical、mm-hmm. fluency means being able to understand technology and have intelligent, in,、uh, intelligent talks with engineers、mm-hmm. and also make,、mm-hmm. make high level technical decisions.、Mm. Interesting. So,、yeah. that being said, I know that you have some like engineering background and everything like that. Can you、um, give us a snapshot of like where, what your background is? Sounds good. So, I am、uh, an engineer by training.、Um, mm-hmm. I was、uh, formerly a,、uh, an engineer in Silicon Valley building self driving trucks and、uh, you know, artificial trucks, intelligence.、Wow. Mm-hmm. And that kind of stuff. Yeah. And besides that, I was also a business executive. I was doing enterprise sales、mm-hmm. both before that and after that. So、mm-hmm. I have, I've had a weird, I've had a strange、uh, career path where I started doing business, then I moved to high technology, and then I moved、mm-hmm. back to business. <laughs> mm, I see. But that gives you edge, right? Like you understand the language of business people, but you also understand the language of technical people. And that puts you in a Perfect position for you to teach this topic, right? Absolutely. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I see. So that, that's very interesting. So today I wanted to discover three very specific questions to you, right?、Mm-hmm. The first one is how to thrive in an AI and tech driven landscape as a non technical person. And the reason、mm-hmm. I wanted to br- bring you into the show is、um, some of our customers have. Um, are running like IT solution company, and you know,、mm-hmm. some are like managers and entrepreneurs who need to definitely learn this very specific topic, right? They have to hire、yep. engineers and they have to know、uh, what's、mm-hmm. going on, right? So, I wanted、yeah. to、uh, bring you in and specifically talk about this topic. So, once again, my question is the first one is how to th- thrive in an AI and tech driven landscape as a non technical person? What would be your advice for that? Sure. So I think、uh, the advice would first of all be different for depending on what you plan to do.、Yeah. But since you're talking specifically about managers, executives who are non technical, but they have to lead technical projects in future, they have、mm-hmm. to hire engineers and manage engineers and gain respect of their engineers.、Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the biggest、uh, advice is. To not think about technology as much,、mm-hmm. but、uh, the first step is to be a student of your business.、Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is so, take an example of a business、uh, mm-hmm. that, is, that has nothing to do with technology.、Yeah. Just go for it. Give、mm-hmm. me an example. So, let's say makeup, cosmetic industry. Makeup, cosmetics industry. Okay.、Mm-hmm. So, let's say you are, like, let's go more specific. Let's say you are a business owner running. Like a makeup parlor or something、mm-hmm. like that? Yes. Right?、Mm-hmm. And, and I guess a small makeup parlor probably wouldn't you know, need too much technology. But let's say you have a successful makeup,、uh, makeup 
makeup parlor and uh, now you want to scale it up all right mm-hmm. there's literally three parts of the business one is how do you get your customers where do you find them and how do you bring them to your to your doorstep mm-hmm. the second is providing the service mm-hmm. you know uh, which means you get the supplies and you hire people and they provide the service for you mm-hmm. and then the third part is uh, just you know uh, keep the whole thing going like circular the, mm-hmm. in a circle Right. Mm-hmm. And so now I would ask you with this business mm-hmm. if you could hire 100,000 people for free mm-hmm. to work on your business. Mm-hmm. For free. How would that change your business? How would that change what you do? Right? How would that change your marketing? How would that change mm-hmm. your scale? How would you, uh, your sales? How right. would that change your the way you provide the service? Mm-hmm. Um and think and when you take that question and give that question to someone who runs a makeup parlor depending on how they think about the different parts of their business mm-hmm. you will have you will come up with very interesting business models right you mm-hmm. could say oh i would hire people i would get people to go down every street of the country and uh, just talk about my business like just advertise for me okay that's one way to put that those people to work the other the other is to um you know from the supplier point of view mm-hmm. uh like where do you find your supplies um do you get the cheapest price right mm-hmm. uh how do you hire people to compare all the different products um on the internet and so me personally i don't have a makeup background <laughs> but uh, that was that's just what i came up with uh, like how that changes and it's very similar to how technology will change your business right mm-hmm. uh, because technology basically allows you to do a few things faster you can automate some things mm-hmm. and you can do things at a bigger scale because it's cheap labor in a way right it's mm-hmm. that's what it is and so for every industry when i talk to founders i have you know one um, executive student who is a gold mining executive from south africa Mm, uh wow. he, he he works at a gold mining company mm-hmm. and we talked about the gold mining business uh mm-hmm. how it works what is what's the value chain uh where are the inefficiencies of the business and then we see oh uh instead of trying to you know swing a wand like mm-hmm. a magic wand of digital transformation which is not possible you look at each each little part of the business mm-hmm. of the value chain mm-hmm. and you see how technology could reduce the cost or make it easier or make it faster mm. and when you deploy technology in enough of these small parts mm-hmm. at the end of the day you see wow i just made 30% more margins mm. by just small changes right but how as a non technical person how can you make sure that you get the right resources to right places yeah great question so if you're non technical uh i think the one where i would start that the answer is i think the bad advice that you should not follow is to learn to program learn to code mm-hmm. uh don't take programming classes unless you want to for different reasons mm-hmm. but but i think there's a lot there's a big movement right now to teach everyone to code because mm-hmm. that's what everybody needs and i mm-hmm. totally disagree myself as an engineer Mm. I'm telling people to not learn to code unless they want to become an engineer. Mm. Um uh, if you're an executive, 
-hmm. What you really need to understand is the moving parts of a software system. So you need to understand just the basics of what is the front end, what is the back end, what is the programming language, mm -hmm. what is code, what is a program, how does a computer work, you know, mm -hmm. at a very basic level. Right. Um, how do what is a database? Mm -hmm. Yep. Is this something you you teach also? Like where can people go to learn this basics? Yeah, so I was so it's the unfortunately there's there are not a lot of resources in the industry which are geared towards beginners like completely mm -hmm. non-technical people mm -hmm. uh, because most engineers when they write a book or an article they write it for other engineers to read from their own community mm -hmm. um, i do have uh, a lot of uh, you know free resources on mm -hmm. a blog mm -hmm. uh, you don't even need to give me an email just you know you can just go and read the blog the blog <laughs> posts that i have and uh, i try to you know, pass on that basic information. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I was fortunate because I, you know, that's what I saw as my as a business gap for my own company, where mm -hmm. there's a gap in, in the content in the education space. And I decided that I should fill it for mm -hmm. other people. Mm -hmm. I see. Interesting. So second question I had for you is, um, how can one, well, how can, <clears throat> sorry, how can executives and entrepreneurs, people who are in the management position, who are non-technical, can okay. uh, intelligently speak with engineers and also manage the hiring process and everything like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the thing is, uh, what is so the first question is what is an what is an intelligent conversation right mm -hmm. an intelligent conversation is doesn't mean that you know everything and you're an expert in the field right mm -hmm. an intelligent conversation is where two people are talking and they can completely understand each other right and uh, it doesn't matter if one is much less of an expert than the other person mm -hmm. right even in education even a place where you are learning more from the engineer mm -hmm. is a good conversation as long as the engineer doesn't feel that you don't know anything and I have to teach you everything from scratch. Because mm -hmm. uh, that's a frustrating conversation for one side, right? Mm -hmm. um, so the key to an intelligent conversation is to, first of all, stay at the high level. Mm -hmm. uh, so the manager, the manager should ideally uh, try to understand enough of the high level where they can make high level technical decisions like, all right, so this is the application we are building. Let's say we're, uh, and so I know what will happen on the back end. I know what will happen on the front end, mm -hmm. uh, what kind of uh, system we are trying to build. You know, the overall business mm -hmm. requirements, mm -hmm. you take the business requirements and you translate them into high level technical requirements. Mm -hmm. And then the intelligent conversation is basically to collaborate with the engineer. Okay, this is what I think. What do you think? And then how can we implement this, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're a manager. You're not, you're, not, you're not being managed by the engineer. You are managing the engineer. So you have to tell them, this is what you want as a business. Yeah. And then yeah. you take, you build a partnership with the engineering team mm -hmm. to reach that goal. Mm -hmm. it's like it's like you have you are an architect or you are a homeowner and mm -hmm. you're talking to the the people who do construction like okay this is what i want i want a staircase like this 
I want a room this big and a kitchen like that and whatnot. And now the construction person who is the expert mm-hmm. can talk to you about, okay, how can we achieve that? What are the resources you need? How much money will it take? Uh, what is possible and what it's not possible, right? So, I mean, um, what we talked about actually brought me another question. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes what I witness in um, one of the challenge that people face when they work in a team, leaders, usually, uh, leaders often face this problem where they have something that they want to get done, like from business perspective, but mm-hmm. at this point, ignoring the, the technical perspective. But we mm-hmm. come up with the idea and we want the engineers to work on it, right? So we have mm-hmm. a certain level of expectation uh, of what is possible from technical side. On the other hand, there's engineers who work in the actual field who understand the reality of what is possible and what is not. Um, so at this point, like the conversation uh, the teams often have to face in this situation is, you know, engineers uh, really being frustrated about the expectation business people make without the technical understanding of the situation mm-hmm. versus business people at the same time have this frustration about engineers not uh, delivering what they expect, right? So yep. how do you think is the optimal approach for leaders and also maybe engineers as well, like um, to basically uh, create productive conversation instead of being frustrated about, about mm, the gap in the expectation? Yeah, so... Uh... I mean, it's a difficult uh, situation, definitely, mm-hmm. uh, because what is what's happening here is that two people are, or two sides are living in different realities, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a pretty big bridge, a bridge, uh, big river to build a bridge on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, the onus is on both. The problem is on both sides, and the solution is also on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. For the, for the first part, engineers often don't do a good enough job of patiently and respectfully explaining to their uh, non-technical uh, managers and leaders mm-hmm. how, what their reality really is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, they don't really, and, and they don't always understand also the business reality that somebody has to pay for it, they have limited money, and they have some business goals that are they, that they would like to reach, mm-hmm. uh, right? And mm-hmm. that, and reaching that business goal is good for everyone, even the engineers, not just for the leaders. Right. Um, and then on the other side, you know, the manager, of course, they need to understand. They they also need to live in reality. Like this is what's possible, and mm-hmm. you cannot change the physics of the world mm-hmm. to create something uh, that does not. That's not going to happen. What is the conversation look like? What is the productive conversation look like then instead of blaming game? Like starting the blaming game doesn't produce anything, right? Um, Instead of that, what kind of conversation should it look like if we want to just focus on production instead of blaming game when that happens? Yeah, I think um, it's mainly about listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the best, the best way in this kind of situation where if, if any of the person, the people listening to this mm-hmm. ever face this kind of situation, mm-hmm. what I would suggest they do is, uh, to take turns mm-hmm. first 
the business person, the leader, mm-hmm. should go to a white the whiteboard or blackboard and mm-hmm. describe the overall big picture from the business side. Okay, this is what the goal is. Mm-hmm. This is how much money we need to spend on this, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, this is our perspective. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you know, after the listener, the engineer has been patiently listening. Mm-hmm. Then the engineer can go to the whiteboard themselves and explain. Okay, so at the high level, this is what is possible. Mm-hmm. Why and why not? Mm. Right? Because I think, again, being patient and really explaining your perspective about and giving and treating them as smart people. You know, and business leaders are also smart. It's mm-hmm. not like you if you if you actually try to explain to them, it's mm-hmm. not like they won't understand or they won't listen. Uh, in most cases, in most cases, mm-hmm. I think so. It needs to be a one by one conversation where one is teaching the other, and mm-hmm. then the other is teaching the first. So, until now, we've been talking about managing, but now let's switch gear to hiring. Is there something leaders should uh, keep in mind when they hire technical person? I see. So, if an if a leader, if a business leader doesn't have an expertise or even like good, you know, deep deep enough knowledge. Yeah. about that particular you know technology that is required for a product mm-hmm. the first the first well there's two there's two parts to the advice yeah. one is keep learning about that technology as much mm-hmm. as you possible okay that is the one that is one parallel track of action mm-hmm. the other parallel track of action is that the engineers you need to be looking for you need to be hiring at this point mm-hmm. are those who are natural teachers mm. Why do you say that? These should be these should be engineers who love teaching and who love sharing their knowledge. Because if you hire an engineer at this point, okay, you have nobody else on the team. If you mm-hmm. hire an engineer to work on a technical product mm-hmm. and he basically just does his own thing and he doesn't tell you how it works, mm-hmm. then first of all, it's going to be very hard to manage them. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, you know, th- that communication gap will will stay alive mm-hmm. that we mentioned that we talked about earlier mm-hmm. and there's also a chance that the engineer can take advantage of the business leader mm-hmm. uh, and they can go off into or maybe not even uh, not even due to intention maybe unintentionally they can go off in their own direction they have their own understanding of i think this is what the business person is trying to say and mm-hmm. i'm just going to build it the way i think is makes sense right mm-hmm. so the first few engineers that you surround yourself with mm-hmm. as a non-technical, as a completely non-technical person yeah. are those who love teaching. So a good way to say that, to see that is see if the business that engineer is uh, used to giving talks. Does he write mm-hmm. on a blog? Has he written a book? Mm-hmm. Does he give uh, seminars? Does he teach other, you know, beginning engineers? Mm-hmm. Um, Look for signs that this person enjoys teaching and explaining things. Innovation is a must thing um, that all businesses have to have uh, some yeah. sort of flexibility. And also we have to watch out for any like uh, change and new yep. Well, I wouldn't call it trend, but you know, new technology that allow us to expand more faster, cheaper, like these things we should already, always, even as a business people look out to. Um, so as a non-technical people, like mm-hmm. what would be, like, is there any way method that you recommend for us to keep updated on, you know, new technology that directly affects the, the way business operate? 
you know, whether that's on marketing, whether that's on, like, for example, you know, voice, the SEO yep. voice is yep. like super, you know, it's kind, it's kind of coming. It's not fully there yet. Like people are kind of getting grips of it. I'm watching out for it a lot. Um, mm. But, you know, like things like that, like how can non-technical people, I mean, for that matter, yeah. for in general, I think people in general, like how can we stay on top of this, like a new information all the time? Mm. Yeah. Um, so the thing is, um, in general, if you're just generally looking out for technical trends, that just goes, comes down to individual curiosity. Like mm-hmm. how, like some people read the news much more than, you know, other people. Mm-hmm. I personally don't read the news too much because it's a lot yeah. of politics these days. Right, me neither, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but if you're a business owner or if you're working in an industry, right? Yeah. Then I have some, you know, more specific advice for people like that because then again, it comes back to number one, being a student of your profession, mm-hmm. uh, being a student of your business. So you understand your business inside out. You mm-hmm. understand the economics of your business. Once you have that done, mm-hmm. then you want to always look out for signals about how the latest technology might change the different you know, modules of your business, the different mm-hmm. things that go on in your business. Because any business, mm-hmm. you could take that business as a block and you could, uh, you know, break it down into small things that must be done. Right. That is what a business is. Right. Um, so- no, if I was a business owner and who, you know, uh, who wanted to, who wanted to stay on top of the latest technologies because the want is necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would advise them to have maybe a one hour session every, every month or whatever mm-hmm. your cadence is to talk, to bring, bring a small group of engineers together and yourself and some business people Mm -hmm. and just have a brainstorming session about, okay, where again, it's the same conversation. The business people try to explain their business to the engineers Mm -hmm. and the engineers can come up with ideas like, Hey, I heard this technology is coming up. Maybe we can, maybe we can do this part of the business more efficiently or better. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, I think just uh, being open to ideas from your own Mm -hmm. employees, from Mm -hmm. the engineers and, extending a warm welcome like okay please help us make the business better you're mm-hmm. not just here to be engineers and write code or mm-hmm. you know do technical stuff you are also part of the team and so mm-hmm. we want to learn from you and get your ideas right so um amen thank you very much for coming today for my show the ask for in- connect podcast uh, we had a really interesting insights from you so i appreciate your time Thank you so much for having me.